In the spirit of Thanksgiving, I want to share with you a sentiment I found online this week. There are things you do because they feel right, and they make no sense, and they may make no money, and it may be the real reason we are here, to love each other and to eat each other's cooking and say it was good, and hopefully mean that last part. Another poem caught my eye. It's called God's World by Edna St. Vincent Millay. O world, I cannot hold thee close enough. Thy woods this autumn day that ache and sag all but cry with color. Lord, I do fear thou'st made this world too beautiful this year. Gathering together in some supportive community around tables, giving thanks for the stunning beauty that is our world, these are paths to grateful hearts. And tis the season to count our blessings this week as we celebrated a national day of thanks. And today, we begin the season of Advent, a season of waiting, of hoping, for God to be present in new and provocative ways. We hope and we wait as we trust God, our light in the darkness who will be and can be made known in new and glorious ways. And so we begin this morning, an important time of waiting and anticipation. Expectations are high not only for what we may or may not be receiving under our Christmas trees at the end of the month, but also on a deeper level. Advent is a time of hoping that maybe God's light will no longer be challenged by darkness, that peace might finally occur throughout the entire world, and at the same time, for more than an instant. This season, we bring our deepest desires to the forefront. We ask God for big gifts. We long for something more. We long to live lives without the fears and uncertainty that life assuredly brings. Advent finds us then, still longing, as we do each year, for peace in the world, for heart and hearts to melt, and justice to rain down on all corners of our world. Advent arrives this year in the midst of protests and fears of both immigrants and recognized citizens, exasperation with the processes of governing or not governing, reports of school shootings and lost jobs, a lack of affordable housing and health care, armed conflict that sickens the stomach in the Middle East and in Missouri, Advent arrives wrapped in mystery and hope and a little cloudy once again. And I wonder if sometimes we might feel disappointed. Will we be disappointed this year? Because the fact is, is that disappointment is a part of life too. Life is not all we dream it to be. Life can be disappointing. It does not always live up to the hype. Even trips to Disney World have downsides. And for me, this is what is so troubling about what's happening in our country as we react to the headlines coming out of Ferguson. One narrative, one story cannot tell the full story of what happened that night, as evidenced by the numerative narratives from eyewitnesses that evening. Was justice served? I'm not sure. It seems to me that our national narrative of how to be successful is broken, and has been broken, maybe always has been broken. 
Some people live in fear that their very being and dignity may be called into question because of long-standing systemic injustices based on race. The Advent hope for equality for all, that hope has not yet arrived. Not today. Not until we reform the criminal justice system and heal the racial wounds of the past and present. And until then, there will be more Fergusons. And yet, living fully in Advent means living with life's uncertainties and disappointments. Today, we do not put on rose-colored glasses and pretend that everything will be all right. Rather, we turn to what we know to be true, with grateful hearts, full of joy, aware of the gifts and the promises we can face the uncertainty and fears life brings. We can and do work toward justice for all. And we certainly are blessed with many gifts to bring to bear on life's struggles. In this morning's passage, we hear Paul greeting the church of Corinth. They are going through some growing pains, and this letter is not the first time Paul has written to them. Paul opens his letter in his traditional, ancient, and yet familiar way by greeting with God's peace. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul warmly greets the Corinthian Christians and praises God who is faithful and has blessed them with gifts of speech and knowledge. For they were waiting, as we are now, for Christ to enter their lives in new ways, hoping and waiting for Christ to come again or come anew, begins with gratitude for the already. As one pastor puts it, Paul invites us to consider that our ultimate hope is nurtured not so much by waiting anxiously for the future coming of Christ, but by looking backward, gratefully at the gifts we have already been given in Christ. Paul offers an alternative perspective. In his words to the Corinthians, we hear him tell our own anxious souls that we already have the gifts we need, the gifts of grace, of knowledge, and of speech. Later, he proclaims that it's not just those highly coveted gifts that matter, but others as well. Wisdom and discernment, faith and healing, and prophecy, and of course, the more excellent gift, love. We, like the Corinthians and so many generations in between, truly are blessed with gifts in this community, aren't we? Our hope stems from our awareness of what God is doing now and has done. And in gratitude, we wait expectantly for God to use our gifts and those of others to do something new. Do not be afraid. We are loved. We have what we need. If only we learn how to use our communal gifts for the betterment of all. Now the irony of this greeting is that Paul gives thanks to God for the very things he will, in later pages, condemn them for misusing They're using or misusing these gifts in ways that are creating conflict. He chastises them for using their gifts to puff themselves up and create divisions within their community. 
Even 2,000 years ago, there were problems. Even 2,000 years ago, there were gifts misused. And yet, they held fast to hope, to thankfulness, to God, and to one another. Today's issues aren't easy. And we would do well to remember that God loves us and loves each of us. Christ gives us gifts, and these gifts are enough. God walks with us, shepherds us, sends people to help us use our gifts, and sends people to remind us when we get off track. God will show up in new ways in the midst of our lives. God is not finished with us, not yet. That's God's promise, to always love, to constantly lead us out of darkness and fear, and into joy and gratefulness. Brian Andreas is an artist who makes quirky line drawings and fills them in with bright, vivid watercolors. We had one of his pieces of art on our bulletin cover a few weeks ago. He's currently working on a new project to commemorate 9-11. He created and published artwork some years ago on this topic, but he's coming back to his project this fall. He's reprinting his artwork on 2,983 cards for the 2,983 people who were officially lost that day. And he plans to scatter them in and around Manhattan. On the back of each card of art, he will write this phrase. Now is the time to choose love more than ever. Love each other for all the ways we're alike and all the ways we're different. It is the real thing that makes us great. Love is a gift from God that truly makes us who we are as human beings. God's love gives us the ability to love each other in the face of stress and heartbreak and tragedy, in the face of injustice and political expediency. Our endless capacity to stand tall in the face of that and put our arms around the people we love and say yes to life and no to the people and things that would have us fear each other. That is love. The path of love is a pathway out of the dark and toward the advent hopes of peace and justice for all. These goals are worth working towards. They are worth the wait. We know this is true. May we hold out hope when the world feels dark. May we all hold on to hopes and dreams, large and beautiful, filled with love and gratitude, knowing that we are enough knowing that God is not finished with us, not yet, not ever. And so we say, come. O come, Emmanuel, God with us, be ever-present with us today. Light our path, fill our hearts, lead us into hope. Amen.